Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Now, today is almost two years since I started this online business, and I think it's the perfect opportunity to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, basically the most useful or useless things I have invested in when it came to the online business and the stuff I wish I had known and would have done differently to get to Rome faster or more efficiently. So I'll be starting about the useful, then the not so useful, as well as tips and tricks with things I wished I had done sooner that would have made a big difference. Now, in a world where shiny object syndrome, aka SOS, is real, and where it's really easy to get confused, you know, at what actually works, because obviously, and this is not a bad thing, but every service provider is going to put their services forward as the ultimate solution to XYZ, right? So when we just take the basic example of having an online business, we are going to think that Instagram is the way to grow your business five years ago, but then it's YouTube, but now it's TikTok, where then it's Pinterest. And some people will say you need to reach out and build connections. Other ones are going to say that that's not sustainable, so we should be focusing on Facebook ads instead. And there are so many opinions, so many tactics and strategies that can all work but if we try to do everything, we basically do nothing. And especially when we haven't got the momentum that we want yet in the business, it's very easy to kind of fall for something that looks really shiny or too kind of too too good to be true or be convinced by a service provider that is really putting whatever they're doing forward and lose sight of what really matters. So the most useful things that I did right off the bat when I started the business that I would completely do again was one, a calendar system, not to waste time with scheduling. So we don't have time to go back and forth with potential clients or leads or people you know who potentially want to book a call to ask more questions of sending them a message or an email asking them what time zone they're in and trying to figure out a slot that works uh, plus we want to make the lead journey or the future customer customer journey as effortless as possible so if we want people to be booking a discovery call or a sales call or be reaching out to ask questions about whatever we are selling we want it to be very easy for someone to do so so really remove any unnecessary hurdles in the maybe future customer in their journey. So having a booking system where you basically set your availability and people can book whatever slot uh, works best for them and then you know the system will automatically send them a reminder or send them the Zoom link so you literally don't have to do anything and yourself will also get notified when someone has booked. Uh, and you can very easily send the link to your calendar, you know, when you're talking uh, about your services online or even offline. Uh, you just send a link to the calendar and let people know that they can, you know, have a chat with you if they are curious or want to know more. Et voilà. 
The second thing was an email system. They are also called CRMs, sometimes customer relationship managers, I think. And that was important for me as, you know, it's a pretty known thing in marketing that people need at least seven points of contact or connection before they're ready to become a client, blah, blah, blah. Now, we are not going to dive into those numbers because I don't know if they are really accurate and they depend on many variables. But to make a long story short, the more people see your stuff, your content, you know, an email or whatever, the more likely, if they are a right fit for you, uh, they will, you know, turn into a client eventually. So email is a very powerful way to reach out to people even though email has a bad rep because it's been used and abused but at the end of the day when we post on social media there is no guarantee that our followers are going to see it as that depends on the algorithm whereas when we send an email it might not be opened but it will be received right so that is definitely an advantage so I had an email system I'm using ConvertKit where I could uh, create sequences meaning that if someone downloads my freebie, my hypnosis recording, they will automatically get it delivered by email without me having to do anything, as that would not be sustainable. If we had to manually, you know, send a freebie or send email sequences to people, um, it would be this massive headache. And I now use, you know, that email system about on a weekly basis to send updates or newest podcast episodes or, you know, if a program is opening up or during launches, obviously using the email where you can schedule everything in advance and then you don't have to think about it anymore. I also used Moon Clerk for payments and payment plans. So the two most popular options when it comes to, you know, online payment are Stripe and PayPal, which, yeah, are the biggest basically service provider when it comes to online payment and the thing with Stripe is that it's not really user-friendly so a good way to go around that without spending a little fortune in stuff like Thrivecart which I now have but did not have in the beginning because it was $800 is Moonclerk so Moonclerk C-L-E-R-K for payment and payment plan so it, it's basically a bit like an add-on that works with Stripe. So you need a Stripe account in order to use Moonclerk. And once you set up a profile within Moonclerk, you can create products or services. So, you know, three-month program or one-month program or a single session or done for you, whatever. This doesn't matter. And you can decide whether they're going to pay, you know, it's a single payment, if it's a payment plan, if there is a down payment and then a regular bi-weekly or bi-monthly or quarterly rebuild etc etc so that was a bit of a lifesaver not you know to have to run after clients each month if they, they decide to take a payment plan and for added security as once you go through such a system the bill the the card will be charged automatically rather than you having to ask the client to make a new payment each time so that is easier more sustainable and it's going to take much less time on your side so that was super powerful Another, another thing, and these do not come in, in any special order, right, is market research. I cannot emphasize enough how much it can make a difference to know your audience. And it sounds so obvious, but at the same time, it's not. So what I mean by, by market research is knowing our, our future or ideal client from the inside out. Because once we know what they want, what they don't want, what they have tried 
and didn't work, what type of support they need, uh, what are, you know, their hopes or dreams or visions and how they expect to be supported. Once we have that information, it is one million times easier to create content or to show up in a way that will resonate with them. And clients will buy from you when they know, like, and trust you. And one of that, you know, knowing and liking and trusting factor is going to be built through you showing up in a way that makes them feel understood and included in the process and that they can trust you and that they won't be judged and that you have a solution for them. And there, there is a common saying in marketing and it goes, if you understand your client's problem better than they can understand their problems, they will trust you to have the solution. So once we can show, you know, hey, with imposter syndrome, this is likely to be happening in your mind right now, or maybe you have tried this in your business, but it hasn't worked, you know, because of that. Once they see that you deeply understand them and you deeply understand their hurdles and what they want instead, they will naturally trust you more to provide a solution. So market research can be done in many ways, but the way I did it, which was kind of two in one action was trading testimonials against against free sessions in my very beginnings uh, before you know I officially started my Instagram account I think so exactly two years ago I think it was in January of 2020 um, and what I did is I sent you know a, f a small form by email looking back I would have done that through my booking system uh, so I, it would have saved me a lot of emails and and and, and time and struggle uh, but I send you know a small form uh, with a few questions of you know what's what do you wish to to alleviate or solve right now how is it bothering you in your life what do you want instead how is it affecting your business and I got this gold mine of information that I could then use to create master classes to create you know a program that actually gave people what they want, that created content that really resonated with people. It gave me so many ideas to do lives because people would be like, well, my issue is procrastination. I don't know why I'm procrastinating because I really want to do, you know, this business. And then, you know, under hypnosis, we would find a bunch of patterns and then I could go live and talk about why we procrastinate, even though we are really excited about whatever it is we want to do. And it really resonated. So market research. It's going to be difficult to find clients or to, rather to attract clients in a program if we don't know what they want and what they don't want and if we can't position or offer in a very clear way as being the vehicle that will bring them from A to B. And we can get all of that through market research. Other useful tip is having a clear content plan which made my life a gazillion times easier when it came to showing up online. That was one of my biggest hurdles when it was time to create content as I didn't really know where to start or what to say and once I was able to have a clear content plan based on clear content pillars it was so so much easier to know okay well this week I'll be talking about this and I'll be doing these four types of posts you know that can get the information out there and next week I'll be talking about this other theme etc etc. So having that structure removed a lot of procrastination and lack of action as it was clear in my mind. It made sense and I trusted, you know, that plan of action rather than kind of staying in limbo and not being really sure what course of action I should take. And there is a lot of power in having clarity and trusting a system. Once you have clarity in what it is you need to do, plus 
you trust that whatever you're doing is a good system, not only is it going to boost our confidence, but it's also going to do something energetically because we have the deep underlying belief that we are doing the right thing to get to Rome or the right thing to get clients. And because that's our belief, that's also what we are going to manifest. Investing in coaches, I know this sounds really generic, like, oh my god, I've heard this a million times, but it's true. I did the math the other day and I think I'm at 50,000 or 56, around $50,000 invested in coaches or people who could support me. And that is that does not include Facebook ads. It's really like coaching or marketing programs. Um, by the way, I'm not doing Facebook ads anymore. That's for another episode. So yeah, coaches, service providers that, you know, advised me in how to use social media, mindset stuff, healing, etc., etc. And it made the biggest difference because one of my rationales is why would I spend months or years learning something on my own when I can pay someone to teach me and invest in someone who can support me through the ups and downs which inevitably happen um, in life and in business, especially with a business as a business is kind of a spiritual journey. It will, you know, it will dig out all of those old things we kind of casually shoved under the carpet hoping we would not have to deal with it all of those past insecurities or doubts or limiting belief are just going to pop right up <laughs> to the surface when we have a business because we are only relying on ourselves so i would have not been able to grow that fast if i hadn't had that support and if I hadn't had, you know, the confidence knowing that someone has my back, that someone has been there, done that, they have tried what works, what doesn't work, and they can save me time, energy, worry, and also see things that I can't see. Because when we are, you know, deeply passionate about anything, there are things that we no longer see and that we need someone who either has experience or intuition to point out before we can notice it. So that was a huge 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 thing that positively impacted me I mean the difference is pretty obvious my first seven months in business I did not invest in a coach or anything to teach me how to grow the business I had invested obviously in my uh, rapid transformational therapy certification RTT and an EFT and stuff like that but not like an actual coach that taught me how to build the business and the first seven months I basically made no money I made five or six k which was obviously not enough to pay for my bills so I had to use my savings account and then in January of 2020 I was like we can't go on like this this is not working invested in my very first marketing program with my mom my voice just glitched right now uh, with my mom and that got us started you know with picking a niche and knowing what how to create content and how to create an offer that resonates with people it all started there and a few months later invested in another program and from the moment I actually started my social media platforms and started putting content out there you know as an expert in imposter syndrome it only t took like 10 weeks 10 or 12 weeks to get my first high ticket clients and I actually got three three high ticket clients that kind of popped out of nowhere at the same time straight out of the universe and that made me 12,000 yeah 12,000 and basically you know two to three months after getting a coach versus making 6k over seven months of trying to figure it out by myself so if I had to do it again 
I would take a coach straight away and not waste those seven months, which really affected my confidence and had me wondering, you know, if I could even do this. Um, and I didn't have money. This this is something I, I want to be very clear because sometimes it's not sometimes, most of the time, the reason why people don't get help is because they, they can't afford it. But I just took a part-time job at an ice cream shop uh, while I was starting to get while I was trying to get my business off the ground, working long hours. Uh, you know, I had a master's degree in finance. I did not, you know, some people would say, well, I'm not going to work in an ice cream shop if, if I have a master's degree in finance. And I was like, yeah, watch me. I'm going to do exactly that. I put money aside, a few thousands. And then I was able to invest in that first and second program with the ice cream money. And last but not least, and the useful stuff, I took Elementor Pro for WordPress. So I know this is very specific. It's just if you were wondering what I use for the website. You don't need a website to have a successful business. I know a few people who don't have a website. They can't be bothered. They do all of their, you know, magic on Facebook or Instagram or a, another social media platform. And then people book a call through their booking system and there is no website and it's perfectly fine. Um, it's just something that I wanted as my personal preference. And I did it by myself. So the learning curve was horrendous. <laughs> it took so much time for me to be able to get around it and understand how it worked. But now I can do all of the pages on my website. I do them on my own, which I'm very satisfied with as I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to my website. Some of the things very technical or coding I obviously don't do. I delegate that and I'll talk about how to delegate those things at a very, you know, very interesting prices or expenses. But yeah, I have WordPress and then Elementor Pro. Elementor is a page builder. Uh, that allows quite a bit of customization and more effortless website building if you are a bit of a nerd like me and you wish to undertake this journey of doing your own website that is a potential solution for you there are other ways to build your own website with like pre-made templates and other solutions which are you know really good depending on what you're looking for but i wanted wordpress as it's the system that allows you to have the most add-ons and plugins that you might need if you want to do other things like integrating you know a payment system or an email system blah 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 okay now let's talk about the not so useful things I did in my business or that were a waste of money a waste of time waste of energy first of all was misaligned lead generation so around July of 2020 I became obsessed with lead generation and I was like, I don't have enough people joining my email list and my Facebook group. And I'll never be able to get more clients and make 10k months if I don't have enough people around me. Which to some extent is true. Of course, we want to, you know, to have people in our audiences. At the same time, I know a few clients who have big Instagram accounts, like 5, 6,000, 10,000, which is very respectable. And they're not making money because their belief system is, you know... They believe they can't get clients. And I know other people who have 10,000 followers on Instagram and who are making millions. So let's be cautious when it comes to these metrics, as there is no point having a bunch of followers if we can't convert them into clients. And in a similar fashion, if we are very good at converting, you know, leads into clients and have a very simple yet effective system, it only takes a few hundred people in your audience for you to be making, you know, 
hitting your income goals. So what I did in July was invest in this lead generation agency who, you know, would interact on Instagram and Facebook and send messages to people. For them, the ultimate goal was for them to join my group. And it didn't work at all. And it's not to throw any shade at that agency because I truly believe that they are very good at what they do. But deep down, it never felt aligned with, you know, how I saw myself growing the business and how I wanted to do business. For me, reaching out to people in Facebook groups and then starting like a casual conversation in the DMs in the hopes of then joining my Facebook group and then, you know, in the Facebook group, eventually selling stuff and providing a lot of value. I knew, you know, we are just like the people who are helping me with this lead generation are basically starting conversations with these people in the ultimate goal of bringing into the Facebook group and, you know, hopefully turning them into clients. So there is nothing wrong with that. But for me, it didn't feel right. I was like, I'm pretending that I'm interested <laughs> about you and your business in the DMs and I'm just waiting for the right moment to drop the link to my Facebook group. It just didn't feel right for me. Again, if you're doing this and it has been working, amazing, right? We are all different. So I spent one or two grand, I think it was 1,000. We did a test with 1,000. And back then, I had gotten a few high-ticket clients, three, I think, three high-ticket clients, so 12K. Out of those 12K, six went into a coaching program. So I, and you know, my health insurance and other expenses. So I was tight with money still back then. And a thousand was big. For me, it was really big. And yeah, it, it, it resulted into basically nothing. No one had uh, joined the Facebook group. And I'm sure that it was because of my energy. Because it was just too icky for me. And my energy sabotaged the entire thing. So whatever you choose to do in your business, if it doesn't feel aligned, if it doesn't feel right, if it's not something that you would you know, feel good about doing, but you're just doing it because, you know, you want more leads, even though the system doesn't resonate with you or a specific coach told you to do something, but it doesn't resonate. Don't do it. It's not going to work. Um, I've also seen, you know, a few people send me these boring, cold messages like, hey girl, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, please, please, please. And then some of them become my clients and they just, you know, told me that their former coaches or so-called gurus taught them to do that they said this is the way to get clients this is the way to do it and it never felt good they just did it because someone successful said that's the way to be successful but it never felt good and it never resulted in any sales so that's waste of time waste of money not useful uh, number two is courses I did not have the resources to implement so typical example let's say that you know you want to start doing master classes because you know master classes done right can generate a lot of passive income and you like the idea of that so you buy this how to get passive income with master classes course 500 bucks 5000 bucks doesn't matter now do you have the resources, whether that's your time or your team's time or money, to actually implement the strategy that is being taught in that course or program you just bought? This is significant because if you were going to have fully passive income through a masterclass strategy, for example, it implies that there is going to be Facebook ads to drive traffic to the masterclass if we want everything to be passive. 
and then you have to record a masterclass and then you have to have a like a very specific call to action and something you're selling so do you even have an offer you're selling at the end of that masterclass do you have the back end to support it in terms of like an email automation that will be sent to the people who sign up for the masterclass sometimes if we have a, a limited time offer you actually need a software that can that is smart enough to recognize an ip address and have a timer based on the IP address, you know, it can go far. Do you have a team that can help you set all of that up? Do you have money to pay for Facebook ads? Because if you don't, now we just invested in a course or program that is going to teach us a strategy that, you know, could very well work, but we don't have the resources to actually take action or implement that strategy. So that is kind of shiny object, shiny, shiny object syndrome where, you know, we see someone who's made 47, 47k a month for the last six months using a passive funnel and a masterclass and we're like oh my god this sounds so good I want the same and then we realize we actually can't implement it so that's waste of time and money. Number three is ads before we have a clear funnel so not a mistake I made but a mistake I've seen a lot of people make where we run ads because it's easy lead generation but then we don't have programs or we don't have, you know, social proof to back it up or we don't have a clear funnel or the back end um, necessary to actually do something with the people we are bringing in through ads or running ads without having a niche, you know, running ads to a Facebook business page when we have no niche, no content planned, no, you know, clear call to action of what we want people to do once they land on our page. And that's literally opening the window and throwing money out of it. I did ads for six months, no, five months. I think from April to September of 2021. Uh, didn't really get me anywhere, to be honest. It was a significant amount of money that didn't really do anything, in my opinion. Not many clients came from the ads, far less than what was invested in the ads. Uh, I do, you know, completely believe my Facebook ads manager was really good. She knew exactly what she was doing. So I don't know, I'm still reflecting on that and I'm not close to doing ads in the future. Uh, but for now, I'm not focusing on that. Maybe it was misaligned. I had some limiting beliefs around, you know, ads don't work or what if I waste my money? Or, you know, what if the quality of the lead is too low and they never buy, but they're just, want, they're just in for the free stuff? Like, I do believe it's part of my responsibility as I had a lot of not so great thoughts about ads. Maybe Maybe, you know, the people who came through the ads need more time. There were also some huge iOS changes, like iOS policies, like boring stuff that I could not explain, where it was harder for, you know, Facebook to push your ads in front of people because of regulatory and privacy issues. So a lot of people who are very familiar with ads and for whom ads have worked re really well in the past said that 2021 was the shittiest ad year ever. Like they spend a lot of money for not so great results. So yeah, ads were just not it for me and I had a strong funnel. So if you don't have a strong funnel, it's just gonna be a waste of money. Not so useful things, part four or five is branding packages or, you know, making sure our Instagram looks extremely cute and everything is colorful coded and we have this grid that looks like a fashion magazine or a beautiful website with beautiful images or you know branding photo shoots so while these things are you know very nice to have again if we don't have a clear funnel clear strategy if we don't like the back end of the business or the foundations of the business are not strong 
It's not a cute Instagram account that is going to bring clients in. That's just not it. However, if everything is strong to begin with and you are, you know, successfully bringing clients to you and then you make, you know, make the decision that you want everything to look snatched and on brand, go for it. But I just don't want anyone to believe that branding alone will do the heavy lifting because, you know, branding packages can be a significant investment and that will be for nothing if we don't have a system that already works. Same goes with fancy video editing, so it looks good. So we also believe, oh my god, my videos, you know, need to have these fancy captions or subtitles and my background needs to be flawless, etc, etc. When, you know, a live stream or live video in selfie mode with no makeup but the right messaging will perform way better than a vanilla kind of not so great or not very intentional, very well edited video that looks amazing. So these things are stuff that we can spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money on, and it's not going to move the needle the way we think it is. It's just, sometimes it's even creative procrastination, a way to not do what is scaring us. And last but not least, a not so useful list, which I definitely did, is wanting to do everything instead of focusing on one simple method, one simple, you know, funnel or call to action and consistently or very often changing tactics, which, you know, doesn't ever let leave enough time for whatever we are doing to pick up momentum or just because we we don't feel good enough in the inside we feel that just switching strategies is going to be the ultimate solution to our problem so maybe we feel hey I'm not getting any clients on Instagram so Instagram is a problem so now I'm just going to move to YouTube and then we do all of this YouTube course and then it's the same so now we think well no YouTube is not you know my my thing so instead I'm going to focus on inspirational quotes on TikTok or whatever and by constantly jumping for one thing to another we don't let our initial tactic or strategy gain momentum and sometimes it just needs a bit of time takes a bit of you know consistency and showing up you know every day or every week until we build that know like and trust factor but if we're constantly moving from one thing to another not only are we probably ignoring the deeper issue that is preventing us from reaching our goal plus it's just you know something that's not going to work we need one funnel one strategy show up on one platform and if we can deal with that and if it's starting to work if we want to branch out and if we have the support we need to branch out without burning out or feeling overwhelmed that is something we can definitely do you know a bit later now tips tricks stuff i wish i had done things differently uh, looking back, number one is picking a damn niche. Ugh. I was part of these people who say, I don't want to pick a niche because I'm going to exclude so many people that I could be helping with RTT and EFT. Uh, you know, I could have clients who come for to stop smoking, for addictions, anxiety, weight, childhood trauma, confidence, imposter syndrome, public speaking, you name it. Why on earth would I want to niche down in only one thing? It it made no sense to me back then. And because I was struggling so bad to even get a few clients, in my head, the narrative was, well, if I pick a niche, it's basically closing the door 
to 90% of the few clients I have, which would be a disaster. And so yeah, I didn't pick a niche for the longest time until I finally decided to do imposter syndrome in February of 2020. And that changed everything. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard this one million times before, but please, it's there is a reason why you've heard this one million times before. And you know, even if you're very reluctant to picking a niche, give it a try. Say, okay, I'll pick a niche for three or six months. And you can even have like a niche online and no niche offline. So for your network or people around you, if let's say you're an RTT therapist or a coach, you can decide to help them with whatever they come to you for and have a niche online so it's kind of a compromise give yourself three to six months and if the niche thing you know doesn't turn out the way you want it after three or six months that's completely fine so be it at least you tried uh, and very likely it's going to work and if for some obscure reason it doesn't at least you've tried it been there done that we can move on and try something different number two was that i would do differently is stop giving a fuck what people think and this is a fun anecdote so for the longest time i had a small email list started you know collecting emails probably in april of 2020 and until july or august I think I had around 100 people on my email list. So progressively, you know, getting there to from zero to one, two to 100, some of which were my friends and many of which were people in my Facebook group. So yeah, 100 people, not many. And my freebie back then was a guide to conquer imposter syndrome. So like a small five-pager PDF guide of how to overcome imposter syndrome. And while I liked it, I didn't love it. So that's the first mistake. How can you expect, you know, to get an abundance of leads on your email list if you you don't even like your freebie or you don't love your freebie? That energetically just doesn't work. And I just, yeah, I didn't really think that it would really help people that much because you can't overcome imposter syndrome with a five-page PDF. Like I was mediumly convinced. And what I kind of wanted to do was a hypnosis recording as the subconscious mind is so much more powerful but I was afraid I was afraid that hypnosis would have a negative connotation that if I promoted that freebie you know in Facebook groups or on my platforms that some people would be scared of hypnosis or, th or think that they would turn into a chicken on stage or kind of not want to work with me on imposter syndrome because you know they had a misconception about subconscious work so for the longest time I didn't do that hypnosis recording and then I just realized the most obvious thing is that, hey, if people don't like hypnosis, you can't have them as clients anyway. So why are you trying to kind of accom accommodate, accommodate everyone with this PDF, being afraid that you might scare people off with hypnosis when hypnosis is a huge part of my program like what what was I thinking that people you know could download the pdf so someone who for example hates hypnosis would download my imposter syndrome pdf but then that's even worse because when it comes to talking about your program now you have a lead on your email list that will literally never be your client as they don't like hypnosis so it's basically a useless lead as that person is not a right fit for the program so I was attracting the wrong people with the with a freebie I didn't even like. So I was like, no, this is stupid. <laughs> Let's not do this anymore. I'm going to do my hypnosis recording as a freebie. And if people don't like hypnosis, they're not my ideal client. So that's fine. And it blew the fuck up. I put it out there once in a group. 
and it blew up like six or seven hundred people wanted the freebie i grew my email list i grew my facebook group and like literally one and a half months later had my first 25k launch like it blew up so fast from that moment because i finally did what felt aligned so yeah, don't be afraid of what people will think. If some people don't understand your product or service, that is fine. They don't need to. Other tip, again, in no specific order and, you know, very different themes on different things is Fiverr. So that's spelled F-I-V-E-R-R. Fiverr, if you don't know it, is a platform kind of like... Airbnb in the sense of you have service providers on the platform and people like me who need very specific things. So let's say that I want an email template but you have to code it and I can't code. I will go on Fiverr and find someone who can code me the perfect most beautiful email template in my choice of pink, right? Or if there is, I can't integrate my website with my payment system, you can find someone on Fiverr. Or if I want to build a website and I don't want to do it myself and I don't want to spend one or two or 5k, you know, hiring someone, you go on Fiverr and someone can build your website for a hundred bucks. Like it's an outstanding platform where you will absolutely find whatever you're looking for in the tech area, social media management, you know, video editing, um, emails, integrations, customer relationship management, uh, payment system, and all of that. So I highly recommend you check that out. Everything that was taking too much time or energy. So when I created my first course, I had this learning platform and something was not working. I could not, you know, make it work. I was going nuts. I tried for hours, watched all of the YouTube tutorials, didn't work. And then I just found someone on Fiverr who did it for $26. So that was an absolute waste of time. And that person on Fiverr did an amazing job. So Fiverr is a great platform to outsource stuff that you have been procrastinating about that feel overwhelming or to even like build a simple website without breaking the bank. Other tip is focusing on one or two platforms or social media channels maximum in the beginning and just recycle as much as possible. So trying to be everywhere when we don't have support or when we don't have a team is going to be exhausting is going to lead to procrastination to you know resenting the business because we have no free time so it's way better to only be on instagram or facebook or tiktok or youtube or you know not even none of the above if you don't want to do social media maybe you want to go to you know gatherings with entrepreneurs or small businesses in your area but pick one and focus all of your energy on that and once you gain momentum once you're making more money once you can hire someone to help you they can have a job of like repurposing the content on several platforms but it's way better to focus all of you it's like an energetic thing it's way better to be a hundred percent focused on one thing than 30 percent focused on three things where you basically just get 30 percent of the results um another thing I would have done differently is someone helping me with lead generation. So I have a, a very well-oiled system now to bring people in the Facebook groups and I don't do any of it. So it's one of my two lovely assistants who supports me with that. And lead generation was such a headache for a long time. It was a very big stress-inducing thing where I constantly worried about not enough people joining the list or finding my Facebook group and it stressed me out so much that I would even procrastinate about it so not only was I stressed and worried but I also wasn't doing anything about it and when I finally found someone 
to help me with that to you know do some some very aligned um, networking in other Facebook groups um, to bring people to my Facebook group. I started doing that, I think, in October of 2020, and it was such a relief. And even, you know, when I had difficult times, just like two months ago, it was a bit of a shit show. I knew that that was taken care of, that I didn't have to worry about that, and that that part of the business was covered. And one million times, looking back, would it have been worth it to, you know, invest one or two or three hundred bucks a month. The person can do that 30 minutes a day or one hour a day. It doesn't have to break the bank either. Uh, and it would have saved me so much worry and doubt and guilt about not doing it and drag of having to go in Facebook groups and not wanting to do it, blah, 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 blah. So that's definitely something I would have done way earlier looking back and probably... Instead of doing those Facebook ads, which I personally think didn't really work, probably just investing the Facebook ad money in an assistant that would just do lead generation would probably have given me better results, to be honest. Next point is love and fully believe in your offer. So this is not a technical thing or a back-end thing. It's more of a energetic and confidence thing. It's very, very hard to sell an offer that we don't believe in because there is this discrepancy, this mismatch in energy where part of us wants to sell a program and wants clients and we want those clients to, you know, pay us money. And at the same time, um, we don't believe that our program is good or we are not confident, we're 100% confident in our program, which is going to make it so much easier uh, no, not easier, <laughs> harder, when it comes to pitching our offer, talking about our program, sending emails about our program, and just energetically leads or potential clients or someone who takes a discovery call will feel it. I swear to God. How many people have I repelled when I had my face-to-face -face therapy business? Because I only had this like one month program, so 30 days that included a hypnosis session at well, as well as two EFT sessions. And back then, for some of the issues that people reached out for, I knew that a month would never be enough time. Like there was just too much that needed to be healed or like trauma or, you know, they came with back pain, headaches unexpected weight gain and they had an alcohol addiction and anxiety and they were like hey I can I hypnosis help me get rid of all of this and I was like no no absolutely not so when I was talking about my 30-day program unless you know it was you know someone came for something very specific and I knew they did not actually need more there was this awkward feeling where at the same time I was trying to tell them that the program was, was amazing and was going to be life-changing and at the same time I didn't believe it because I knew they needed more time. So once I switched to a three-month program that I built based on all of those free sessions I gave when I helped people with imposter syndrome against testimonials, I got a very good idea of what was going on in their minds, what they needed support with, 
and a realistic time frame to really smash subconscious imposter syndrome at the subconscious level and you know tackle visibility fears or undercharging or self-worth self-confidence that a three-month time frame would be ideal and once I started selling a three-month program instead of a one-month program knowing that it was an amazing program that was going to give amazing results using the power of the subconscious mind it was so much easier to find clients for that $3,600 program than it was for my 30-day 800 buck program. And last but not least, tip, you know, that will be useful for anyone listening if you have an online business is going live or doing video. Video content is the fastest way for people to get to know you, like you, and trust you. Um, and by delivering a lot of free value And, you know, things that can already help people so much, just like with this podcast, inspiring them. We're talking about case studies of some of your clients, you know, it's just going to significantly speed up the entire process versus just doing written content. So any type of video form, whether that's Instagram or Facebook stories, pre-recorded videos or a masterclass or going live will move the needle so much faster than basically any other type of content. So this was it for today. It was a bit of a mix between just technical stuff, you know, systems or the back end with energy, what to do and not to do, how to make sure we are not doing shiny object syndrome or we are taking misaligned action and things that looking back I wish I had done differently and things that worked well so I hope that this was super super helpful for you and I'll see you soon bye thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast now if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep I've got a gift for you the Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inespadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.